Welcome to Man United Way podcast. I'm your host Tanmoy and with me I have Amin, Arslan and Bhaskar. It's been a wonderful week for United as we are now in touching distance from Leicester and should we win all our remaining matches we are definitely making it top 4. No stopping there. However, the road ahead is challenging as there would be lesser number of days for recovery. and it's possible that we might not be able to stick to our favorable starting 11 but before we dwell into that let's quickly talk about the match against aston villa where united again managed to win very convincingly with three goals difference now we talked about this right and um, there were predictions from all of you that it's safe to say that we will be winning by three goals what do you have to say about that Yeah, because if we look at Villa's past games, like uh, I don't think like uh, have been much of a scoring threat in any of those games, and defensively also they've been quite poor. So going into the game, I was uh, like, as I said, like uh, last week, like I was expecting us to win by a four-goal difference, but uh, we won by a three-goal difference. But uh, basically, like we, like everybody, all of us going into the game, we were all quite confident about us winning the game at least, and especially when we. We saw that again. It's the same starting eleven, and, and that starting the game. Like we were all, I think, quite confident because we were watching the game together. We were all quite confident about us winning the game as soon as we saw the lineup itself. And uh, secondly, I would like to touch upon during the game. when bruno got the penalty although it's a debatable decision like it has been a debatable decision in it like, was you know, actually ruled out as a wrong decision yeah right? that and day. also like uh, two other decisions also given by var total of three decisions was ruled out uh, ruled by the premier league they actually i'm quite surprised they actually came out and said that they, these are wrong decisions but anyways good on them to accept on accept that they VAR has made three dis- uh, wrong decisions, but uh, yeah. So when we got the penalty, like uh, in contrast to last week, when like you know Rashford was taking the penalty and like obviously he scored and very happy for him. But like you know, if you remember while we were watching the game, also Bruno went like got the penalty. He took the penalty, and I didn't have much reaction also because I was so confident that like you know Bruno yeah. was going to score. Right? <laughs> like you guys exactly. were like, what happened? Did he score? Or something and I'm like yeah he scored like what what did he what does he expect because like the guy just is so confident and like we as fans we have so much confidence in him that like you know like it's a given that like you know if he's getting a chance like he's going like when it like when it comes to penalties like how you have that much confidence in bruno that he's going to score similarly like you know when we see that inside the box greenwood is getting an opportunity we are also like quite like you know positive and sure that okay he's going to take the chance and convert right right yeah i mean i think this is the best part about this uh, this uh, you know season or this part of the season where we have uh, become really confident uh, with our chances when we are going against uh, mid table teams or lower teams uh, as well we do uh, feel quite confident with the kind of attack we have if we do know that they are good with uh, you know converting chances we know that with the midfield of pogba bruno and matic we are able to win the ball 
control the midfield and create chances as well. So, I mean, these were the pain areas that we used to talk about all the time. Uh, we were not able to uh, do these things before, but now we are able to win chances and we're able to convert them as well. So what more do you want from your, you know, uh, attacking uh, players? So uh, it's good to be so confident about uh, how your team is going to perform in these kind of matches. Uh, and uh, it has been quite enjoyable as well. But I think uh, we will have to be a bit careful going forward because as you said, Tanmoy, we have three matches uh, within a span of a week and the third of them is a match uh, against Chelsea, which is the FA Cup semi-final. So uh, the, the the games are not that uh, you know easy. They are, they are against solid opponents plus a lot is at stake as well. So it's going to be a bit challenging. It is it, it is going to be interesting to see how Ole is going to manage, man-manage uh, the teams uh, going into the three teams. Uh, you asked about uh, what can be done. I am, like I said before, uh, more confident with putting in your strongest 11 first, getting uh, the game done. And then, like, manage the game. Like we did against Aston Villa as well. Like, uh, towards, uh, you know, less than 60 minutes was all we took to actually uh, get a 3-0 uh, scoreline on the board. And after that, it was just, like, bringing uh, McTomin and Fred in, Igalo in, putting your uh, main man's uh, back uh, so that they can get some rest and then, like, manage the game. That's how it should be. A bad, like, when you start something on a wrong foot or when you start something with a, with a goal down or something, that completely changes how your entire game is going to how your entire game is going to go. So uh, I, I, I would prefer that we do the same thing that we have been doing. It has it has worked quite well for us. Uh, Bruno, Pogba, everyone has been able to like, uh, you know, perform well and start all the matches still. So I think if we keep doing that, it would be good. See, regarding the match, I'm going to say one thing before anybody gives most uh, input on it, you know. The most disappointing player for me was Bruno. Because I had predicted there'll be three zero before half time and he missed that free header. So he yeah, has ruined true. my reputation. So he was the yeah. first player on the ground that night for me. I called it correctly. I said it will be three zero and it was three zero. So Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I, I my record just got ruined because of Bruno. Anyhow, see <laughs> the starting lineup, this starting lineup and the team has been performing really great. You, the matches have been won with three deficit three goals ahead, you know. For last four matches, the, the goal difference has been three goals. So, which is a big deal. The confidence is all-time high and yes, the next three matches come, you know, very quickly. So, there are, I would say, he can easily, he'll have to, you know, change players. The starting eleven can't be that. But he should not make a major change because this team needs that chemistry going for now. So, like we had decided earlier, discussed earlier also that, you know, he needs to start with a good strong team, finish the game in first 60 minutes or something. And then do the subs because there are a lot of subs also available, five subs or something like that. I think it's a known fact right now that, I mean, going back to that start of four games won with minimum three goal difference, I mean, that has never happened in Premier League era. And even last year in Jan, there was a record set by Ole where he went for five matches winning with two goals difference. So these two are already records set by Ole's team, we see. And, and it's very surprising because the kind of performance and team that we have seen in City or Liverpool, they haven't managed over the last couple of years. I mean, it's one of the most surprising stats for us, isn't it? 
Right, like I mean, after the restart, uh, I mean after the restart, we have had a amazing run, and like I don't think anyone of us like we were expecting Pogba and Bruno to come together and like you know play amazingly and we would be winning games, but uh, I don't think like we were expecting it at this level and us winning by so many goals and us playing this free flowing uh, football and secondly like like scoring so many goals because it's been a while like you know before this uh, lockdown and all it was it, it had been a while where united was scoring three four goals in a game i don't remember like too many games this season or last season also like where we were scoring this many goals uh, like forget about like you know on the trot so that is amazing also like uh, with respect to the villa game i would like to like appreciate like a uh, Martial and Rashford, although they didn't get on the score sheet, like uh, they did play very well. Especially Martial, like he hit. I the think they were bad luck with one yeah, hitting the post and, and the other Rashford's one Pogba coming in, right? right. Yeah. But it was a great shot. Like Rashford's goal, if you see, he didn't blast it or something. He placed it. So, like big ups to both of them, and I think like like in coming games they are just going to get better. In fact, a lot of talk was uh, there were a lot of talks after the game about how like about Martial's reaction on being subbed off, and uh, as Ole put it very rightly, that he would be like he would have felt bad if uh, Martial didn't have that kind of a reaction and wanted to come off. That would just show that he doesn't have hunger for scoring goals, and he would be happy to go and take a rest. So, which just shows that like you know now with the team going forward and everything like how the whole team is gelling together everybody is happy when the other team is other colleague is also scoring and teammate is scoring so they are assisting each other but they are also hungry for their own goals and they want to score goals for themselves also so i think it's a very healthy dynamic in the team and going forward like we can expect better things to happen yeah i mean i would like to add a couple of things to what bhaskar said so uh, uh, yes we were expecting bruno and pogba to click but we were not expecting uh, us to do this good as bhaskar said i think the reason for that is mason greenwood i mean when we were like looking forward to the starting or restarting of football none of us expected greenwood to have such an impact right i mean like the kind of bangers that he has been scoring from outside the box mm-hmm. every match was not something was not something that any one of us called right i mean right. Uh, he wasn't getting enough chances yeah. before and yeah, the reason this I happened was because he started game he started exactly. starting games now started games. so yeah. like 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 we like we said before uh, he started uh, he started starting games and uh, he started scoring in them as well so that was that's basically the extra cherry on top of what we were expecting to happen uh, when the season was, uh, season was restarting the other thing is uh, i uh, i mean regarding the martial situation i was for once very happy with his reactions because it really shows that he now you know cares about getting on the score sheet he was given a lot of criticism before because of his uh, like you know lack of desire i mean he he used to like be in those games and we wouldn't see that desire in him he would have some some exceptional moments he would score and we would know that the guy has quality and everything but then he would go you know invisible in in most part of the games now he is putting in a lot of effort as well we see him tracking back running uh, around yeah, at all times as well back at the second goal have you seen it was a great goal by greenwood but it was created by marshall because right. he went back right. he tackled and he then he the made ball, that yeah. run 
exactly amazing exactly what he is doing exactly. right now exactly and and for me a number 9 would always be pissed if he is being subbed off and he is not on the score sheet score sheet which is what happened there and i was very happy to see that right and i think also if you see greenwood like as you were saying like uh, he wasn't starting games uh, in the premier league but if you look at greenwood and to a matter of fact even igalo like the games which they have started in the fa cup or the europa league or something they've always they, i think most of the games they've scored there are very few games where they've started and not scored so it was just a matter of time where they were uh, starting games in the premier league and like uh, as you said like he's just hit the ground running and he's scoring and now it will be very difficult to see even if sancho comes in like who he dislodges because if uh, like as ole said in the end of the game like uh, it's very difficult to sub Uh, like you know bench him now because right now in the front three like he is in the best form and he seems to be the biggest threat like you know amongst marshall greenwood and uh, rashford so it would be interesting to see like you know next season if if it's a big if still because woodward is in charge of the transfers so if we get <laughs> sancho like uh, who would be the person who would have to sit out yeah i mean m- more playing time has resulted in more goals as simple as that so absolutely I mean, the, the quality is definitely there i think we could be little biased being united fans so i want to bring in arslan out here and i wanted to ask him have you seen uh, anything like this with what we see in greenwood both footed a unique technique of taking two touch and you know blasting the amount of power that he generates with his feet it in such short time it's unique isn't it well absolutely i think the last teenager who got such attention was mbappe and uh, greenwood especially with his ability to shoot from both legs you know uh, the defenders are really confused normally they study these strikers and at wingers like which leg are they going to shoot from but with greenwood you don't really know and with both legs he's given such powerful shots that even paper and i didn't actually know when to react to the goal that he scored he was just struck with it yeah. and you know he was waiting there like what happened so people they really taken you know much that is why the words are going around that if sancho comes in will greenwood's progress be affected by it so there are a lot of people saying that it is not going to be greenwood for greenwood but i think for the people for in front is fair enough with egalo moving out in january i think it yes, would be good for all we have to bring in uh, bring in sancho there's no two ways or any doubts about that it would be just interesting to see that like who among the three get picked we can week out and also as you were saying about his, yeah and as you were saying about the two footedness i think like as a defender and as a goalkeeper as you said arslan like you uh, going into every match like you always study like you know who like which is like you know his playing style is striking habits and more stronger foot and things like that so as a defender when you're defending against a attacker who's uh, running at you with the ball the attempt is always to push him to the side of his weaker foot so that either he can't get a shot off uh, very well or like you know like 
in the process you can win the ball ball back or something like that and it's the same with the goalkeepers also like they know like you know when the person is having a goal scoring opportunity on his weaker foot there's less probability of him taking a shot as compared to his stronger foot where he takes another touch to bring the ball to his stronger foot uh, to take a shot so like you know the anticipation is much easier for the defenders and the goalkeepers in that case but with greenwood's case what we are seeing and what the pundits are also going gaga about is the fact that like you know he's so strong on both his foot that like you know he can take a touch and score with either foot so the defenders still can't figure out as to like you know when he's going to shoot and uh, if you see the goal uh, against villa like uh, he took a touch and he shot the ball and the ball went past so fast that pepe rena couldn't even move and like he by the time he looked to his side the ball was already in the back of the net and something more unique is the you know kind of precision that he has with that kind of power right. i mean so normally what we see is that strikers who are shooting or generating power they tend to blast it out right yeah. but for him the kind of power rashford, that rashford and, being the best example yeah i mean yeah let's not just point at rashford but many of them most of them i've seen that they just blast it out but with him we have power as well as precision i think that is amazing right because see. no why i brought up rashford is because uh, rashford we keep having this criticism about him that like he gets because of his skill and trickery and everything he gets into amazing goal scoring situations but he still lacks the uh, finesse of finesse and like maybe that composure in front of the box to finish off chances like his finishing is still not at par of uh, not at par with greenwood or martial so it's not natural yeah so he's, yeah, he's still but, working on that. but yeah but uh, with the ball at his feet running at people he's still the best in our team but maybe right. like he still lacks a lot when it comes to finishing yeah greenwood is a more natural finisher compared to other other players uh, other uh, forwards in our team i'm not sure if you guys have noticed but robin van persie is totally on board uh, with uh, van persie greenwood comparisons i mean if you look at his uh, social media plat you know uh, accounts like he is putting that kind of stuff all the time that okay i see uh, you know signs of myself in him and like he is the next robin van persie and and things like that so a lot of people are getting behind uh, you know greenwood uh, with this i mean a lot of people are lauding that he is also a generational talent and uh, he is a natural finisher and one of the best that they have seen in terms of uh, Uh, potential and and talent yeah absolutely but i'd just like to add one point like uh, like you know a lot of people they keep talking about that he is a natural finisher natural finisher but i think if you hear some of ole's interviews and things like that like he says like you know how much hard work he puts in because end of every training session and all chance after chance ball after ball he keeps practicing in those finishers and that is yeah. where he is today where his finishing is at that level and similar to ronaldo where like you know he would keep like even after training is finished like he would keep practicing shots and like you know attacking moves and things like that and today like you know his finishing at like a different level altogether but greenwood also we keep talking about like you know his ability to finish naturally and he's a natural finisher and things like that but obviously that doesn't take away the amount of hard work that he is been putting in over the years uh, behind Absolutely. the scenes 
Absolutely. See, I mean, the amount of hard work that these, you know, talents put in, as well as, uh, you know, the kind of attitude that they have is is basically what matters, right? I mean, that's the things that people talk about Jaden Sancho as well. Like he is exceptionally talented, but he's also a very hardworking guy and a very uh, good attitude as well. So, I mean, that kind of players uh, we need in the team. I mean, it's good to have that kind of people uh, in, in the team. And, uh, you know, us going after him and uh, we already have Rashford and, and Greenwood in our team, you know, uh, gives us a really good hope about the future. Absolutely. Talking about transfers, I, I think I read that Luka Jovic is also on sale and Real Madrid is very keen to get rid of him after one season. And I think he would be priced somewhere around 30 to 40 million so, what do you think about this? I, I know business with Real Madrid could be very difficult considering how it has gone with De Gea and Pogba over the last few years. But this is a different situation right now with COVID. And they would be keen to make the sale. Do you think he would be an important addition or Ed should go for it? Yeah, I think if the price which they are quoting is around 30 million, then obviously it would be a very good buy because we can't forget that two seasons back, like he had a 20 plus goal season. But uh, although if you look at it, I think like the, one of the reasons why we have Vigalo for only till January is the fact that maybe like, you know, uh, after like Martial Greenwood we, will be that secondary striker and like with Greenwood's versatility I think Ole like at least going by his plan of only extending Igalo's contract till uh, January I think he must have done this keeping in mind that like you know maybe Greenwood would be the secondary striker after Martial although I think like now with like the way Greenwood is playing I think like uh, Ole will, might have to rethink his plans because uh, if he's playing so well, like he might not be the secondary striker and he might be in the starting level as we can see. So it is quite interesting. And if he is, as you're seeing for 30 million, I think he would be a good yeah, in, in my opinion, I think, uh, I don't think uh, that, uh, you know, uh, a striker like uh, Jovic coming in would really disrupt uh, the the starting eleven that we have right now. I don't think it's going to happen like that. It is good to have that kind of uh, you know players on the bench, and uh, we have spoke uh, spoken about this a lot of times that we do need a good quality bench as well. People will get injured from time to time, and we will not be able to play our starting eleven every game. So we need good quality on the bench as well. So it's good to have competition like. The way Greenwood is playing right now, I am pretty sure that he might give Martial a run for his money Absolutely. as a first striker as well. So, I think it's good to have competitions. It's good to have quality people in the team. I also read about Osman Dembele also getting sold. I mean, he's also available in the market apparently. And I have no problems with us going after him as well, except for the fact that he is going to be expensive. And secondly, he's very injury prone. But if people like like uh, Jovesh or Dembele could be acquired at a reasonable uh, price, then I would definitely love to have them in our team. Yeah, but I, I think would uh, Jovic more because Jovic is a natural centre forward. I mean, yeah, no, definitely. Look, because definitely. looking at Rashford, Sancho, Greenwood, and Martial, what we have, uh, Igalo is a different striker because he is more natural as a centre. Forward. And, and that's he's what more I physical. was trying to think. 
Yes, and same for Jovic also, isn't it? Arslan has yes. Jovic is very physical. See, from Manchester point of view, uh, Jovic would be a great signing. But from Jovic's point of view, you know, with these four up front, he is going to be the fifth guy who's going to be there in the starting lineup. So for him, it right. depends what other clubs are interested in him. If mm-hmm. he gets another equally big club somewhere, you know, where he would get more chances, then he would be more interested going there because he is going to come cheap. So there'll be a lot of clubs looking at him as the second striker or the third striker. So it a lot depends on where he wants to move. Also, yes, Manchester United is the biggest club probably, and EPL is being a big draw also. But it, it, it he can go to somewhere like Bayern Munich also. So it right. depends on his mood also. You know where he wants to, where he sees his more chances of playing time. I think if we, if we, if we could just manage to do our business and negotiations a little better, I think we are in a better stage to attract our players now because our team is shaping up finally. And like we have some really good talents in the team and we are just a couple of signings away from uh, really challenging for trophies again. So if if we do sign Jadon Sancho and if we, uh, you know, uh, get a, a renewal on Pogba's extension, then we do know that we will have some quality in the team and uh, uh, from from Jovic's perspective, he might think that maybe if I join this team, maybe I will be able to win some trophies with them. So I think we are in a better you know position uh, in that aspect. But then again, you know, at the end of the day, you have to get the negotiations done correctly and and get the players at the right price. And I'm not sure how much Ed is capable of doing that. At See, for me, it's not about the price for Jovic. It's more about him getting time. You know, because other players also that Manchester United right now has are very young players. It's not like right. they're going to go away in two or three seasons. Right. Whereas another right. club, there comes a chance. I mean, he, he, we tend to play Marshall and Rashford almost all matches because we don't have that option. But should we have that option, I think we will play. And my perspective of getting Jovic is more important because I want to make sure that Liverpool does not you know, get Jovic because like right now in the Liverpool team, Firmino is the weakest link in that forward line and all they need is a good centre forward to come in and start scoring that 20 plus goal which Firmino is definitely lacking at this point of time. So if Jovic comes in and he chips in with another 15, I mean, they are another hard team to beat once again. Don't you think so that way? Exactly. So for Jovic, when both the clubs come approaching him, the price would not be an issue for either of the clubs and Liverpool have not really done great business. So, you know, it would be more, you know, uh, attractive for him to go to Liverpool, which is also a winning team. Manchester United is yet to win a team and this is a very well-proven team for the last two or three seasons. I think our agent, Nemanja Matic, can do some magic out there. (laughs) We have a Serbian. Isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm not sure if uh, like we're actually going after him. I mean, how credible that thing is. I mean, at, at this moment, these are just mere speculations, right? He's available in the market. And no, no, there's no news about us strikers. going after Jovic, but there's a news that Real Madrid is ready to sell. Now, if right. Real Madrid is ready to sell, yes. we should go and get him. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think it. we're in the market for a striker currently because I think, I think like firstly, be. we'll be because uh, with Sancho being our main target and he is going to cost some, I think around 80 to 100 would be correct assessment. I don't think like there would be much budget left for other players mm-hmm. from other teams right, and stuff. So let's switch in for the next three matches that we have. We were playing Southampton, then Crystal Palace, and finally Chelsea next Sunday. 
um, what is your predictions and what kind of starting 11 would you like to see? I mean, I understand you all said that we want to have our strongest 11 pitched in every time, but that might not be possible. So, yeah, I think uh, especially against Southampton, we have to play our strongest 11 because uh, Southampton uh, have been in terrific form, not only against City, but like if we just see, uh, especially Danny Ings has like, you know, he is competing with like uh, Salah. He is at par with Salah and he's competing for the golden boot. So, you never know. So, Southampton shouldn't be taken lightly and we have to st- uh, start our strongest 11 because that is on Monday night. And when it comes to Crystal Palace, which is on Thursday night, like obviously we can give it a bit of a rest, resting few players, not too many players because we have seen like against like Norwich and things like that, like, you know, like resting too many players also like disrupts the game and like we just aren't that good when it comes to the other players apart from a starting level. Uh, and because uh, there's only one day's gap, like, you know, one or 36 hours gap between the two matches between Chelsea and Crystal Palace. So, Crystal Palace, like it being a much more easier team than Southampton, like we would expect like some changes. But uh, again, Southampton, I think it would be the uh, usual first level. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I do not want uh, too many changes because that completely disrupts the momentum that we have going right now. I mean, I would still prefer that we uh, field our strongest 11 first and try to get the game done. Uh, for Southampton, I think the, the score line should be somewhere around 2-0 or something. I mean, I mean that's the kind of game it's going to be. So maybe, uh, I mean, if we could just manage the game and get that get it done quickly. So, you're saying any... it's not going to be 3-0 anymore? This <laughs> I is think the end it's, of our field. <laughs> no, uh, I hope that it is 3-0 or more than that. But, I mean, with the looks of it, I think it's going to be a bit difficult. I mean, sure, if we play exceptionally yes, It will well, definitely some, be a much more closer match. Some, than some the... moments of brilliance, individual brilliance, then we may score more. But, it's. I mean, we will have to get in there, like giving proper respect to the opponents this time. It's not going to be as easy as other teams that we have faced in the last three, four games. So, I think Southampton, it, it, it's very important to get it managed Quickly, I'm very concerned about the Chelsea game because, as you said, that we do not have a lot of resting time between that game and the Crystal Palaces game. So, I mean, I mean, Ole will have to like do some some good management, man management there to get the results in both the games. Well, the well, the Southampton and the Chelsea match both will be, have the strongest lineup for this year, and uh, the Crystal Palace game, yes, that's where the most rotation will happen because that's the easiest match compared to all three of them. So, yeah, Ole will come into effect that he can have those players at the bench, you know, the usual starting 11 guys, he can have those guys on the bench. And if things are not working out, he can definitely bring them on post 60 minutes or something like that. So, yeah, and Southampton match, I also think would be somewhere around 2 0. It would not be a much big margin. So, you're not saying 3 0. Bhaskar, are you um, going for three nil or you think? No, I I think I think it will be three uh, one or something like that because I do see them scoring. Yeah. Okay, so, so maybe I am I'm the only worried. one of being optimist about this three three zero score line or maybe a three goal difference. I would say I would want to see that juggernaut, you know, rolling still still going on. Yes, right, even I want about. <laughs> yeah, we all yeah, want but, that. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it's all right. You all are realists, and I'm being um, optimist out here. So let's see who who gets it more accurate. Uh, last thoughts on the Europa draw. This was this week, and um, 
we have seen our way. We are not meeting Inter if we all, uh, you know, win the matches and Inter wins, then we might meet them in the final. But we might meet Wolves before that. A- any thoughts about it? Yeah, I just feel like, uh, like first of all, our first game against uh, Linsk, I think we've already won that tie because we have 5-0 up. So, not much... Uh, there's no use speculating too much about it. But our next quarterfinal game, which would be against uh, Copenhagen or the Istanbul, that uh, would, again, I think we've got a pretty favourable draw. But I think the next one which comes in, hopefully, I feel like we should face uh, Sevilla or Roma because not that I don't want to face Wolves, but I'm just sick and tired of going on playing them because we've played them so many times over the season. Like, you know, it's like I just don't want another United and Wolves game. Although I'm pretty confident if we play them, we'll beat them. But it's like we it's the Europa League and I just wish like we get some other opponent other than Wolves because like it's like a been there, done that kind of a situation. So just don't want to get into that. But like what I'm more interested and what I would love would be a Manchester United and an Inter Milan final for the Europa League and us thrashing Inter Milan and teaching Lukaku a lesson. <laughs> well, it is a trophy that is Manchester United to lose now. So, definitely, I really don't see it doesn't matter which team you face now because you will be the favourite no matter what. I also would like to avoid Wolves because I am a bit uncomfortable with that team right now. I mean, we have played played so many times uh, against them and uh, they uh, are the ones that we got out against, uh, you know, in the last year's FA uh, Cup, I think. So, uh, I, I just want to, you know, play a, uh, another decent team and beat them and then reach the finals. And I completely agree with Arsalan that uh, we are... Uh, the favourites with the kind of, uh, you know, uh, momentum we have going on. Uh, and it would be, you know, a trophy that is for us to lose. So, I, I hope we do well there and, and uh, you know, really get this trophy this time. Okay. So, that's it for today. Um, thank you so much for joining in. And thank you for your inputs. A great next week, uh, action-packed next week for all of us with three matches on the trot. And I hope we get that three-goal deficit going on because we have to catch up with Leicester uh, with, with the six-goal deficit that we have right now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, le- let's hope we do that. And thank you so much once again. Have a great day. Take care. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye, guys.